Hi, everybody. <laughs> I am clearly not in the mind space to be leading this conversation, but evidently I am. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews, where I am not caffeinated properly and it's way too early for me. My name is Will. My name is Lee. And I'm Chuck. And if you would like Will, one of us could take over for you. I mean, it's just the opening or whatever. <laughs> uh, c- continuing with the theme of we don't really know what we're doing with these Monday episodes for the foreseeable future. We're just going to barrel ahead and go with another idea that we had. We really don't have a title for this one, though. Grind my gears. I don't get it. You want to call it I don't get it? I just don't get it. Chuck, what do you want to call it? Do you have an idea? I like grind my gears. Okay, you have no opinion. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have no opinion one way or another. Whatever. So, the general gist of what we're going to be talking about today, just riffing off the cuff with things, is we. I don't understand why X is so popular. I will start the conversation with something that I suggested to both Lee and Chuck, Napoleon Dynamite. I have no uh, idea why that movie was as popular as it was for as long as it was. It became mm. this cult thing that everybody just loved. And I was the only person in my group of friends that hated it. I couldn't stand it. They wanted to watch it all the time. And I just, I, I either noped out really hard and went and did something else, left, <laughs> or fell asleep. It was, it's the dumbest movie I've ever seen. I don't understand. Yeah. Chuck, what are your thoughts on Napoleon Dynamite? Are you guys talking about Napoleon Dynamite, it sounds like? Yeah, what's, yeah. Your, what's your, I mean, did you hear everything that I said, or did you kind of like... I, I've i heard it before, so I get the gist of it, how everybody okay. basically went down, when, when Napoleon Dynamite came out, and it was this big to-do, and everyone loved it, and you were like one of the only ones who just didn't Yes, like I was, it. yes. Yeah. If If I had known you then... You would have had another friend who just did not like that movie. <laughs> Good. I, I I watched it once and I went, huh? What? Why? I, I, like, mm. vote for Pedro. It, it isn't even just okay. the vote for Pedro. It's the fact that, okay, so in my group of friends, it, they marked out so hard for the dance scene at the end of that movie. And I did not know why. Why is this so it amazing? Was, why is it, why are you all so giddy about this? It doesn't make any sense. No, they they focused on that. Like his brother, who was like trying to like pedal Tupperware or pots and pans or whatever it was in the movie. Like it was the whole thing. It was just it was flat. It was dumb. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and I don't understand why it made it as big as it did. Neither did I. Neither did so, I. So I'll be, I'm surprised I'll say that you actually remember that movie much better than I do. So I've seen it probably two times or one and a half times or something. Um, I'm with you guys on the whole I don't understand why it was so popular. But the only guess that I have, it was so popular because it was so stupid and it wasn't wrapped up in everything else that people were doing in Hollywood. So it, it had like a, a major independent feel. Um and people just wanted to see something that was just way off like that. I mean, you've got Jared Hess, who directed it, but he also did Gentleman Broncos, Nacho Libre. Um, he did that movie called Masterminds. I remember watching that and not caring for that because that was sort of a bigger budget because they had, you know, the, the cast they had, Owen Wilson, Zach Galifianakis, and so on. 
Um, but I feel like they were just, they did this movie because I just wanted to do a movie that was just really stupid and just to see if people would find it funny too. You know, the director saw it and said, hey, this is so dumb that somebody might laugh. And that's what happened. It became this phenomenon. Now, that was the same year that Anchorman came out. Anchorman was dumb like that, but on a, on a more, we'll say, bigger budget level, over more no, of a mainstream wasn't. level. Anchorman was not dumb. Anchorman was, Anchorman was, it was satire and funny, and it was meant to be. Right. Napoleon Dynamite was slow. It was boring. There wasn't a lot of humor <laughs> in it. It was just... We're la- we're you're not laughing because somebody made a joke. People were laughing at the characters on how stupid they were. You literally Absolutely. had a scene in that movie where his brother or whoever or his fr- I don't remember well the guy with the glasses and the creepy you know pedo yeah. style mustache going on. He sits there mm. and he's drinking out of something and he just sighs and everybody lost their mind. Why? Uh, no idea. <sighs> no idea. See, I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan. I hate I can Will understand. Ferrell. I can't I stand Will, Will Ferrell. Ferrell. I cannot stand Will Ferrell. So but when I he brought up Anchorman, why. when he, I was like, oh, perfect transition because that's another thing that I don't understand why. So I don't understand <laughs> why Will Ferrell is as popular as he is. I don't understand his comedy. I don't understand mm-hmm. his satire. I don't understand his mannerisms. I don't understand why he's funny. I don't get it. He's, he, it's dumb. He, it, it, he it, does it, nothing. This- he does nothing. So, like, the movie Wedding Crashers, loved the movie until <laughs> Will Ferrell came into it. The movie was great. Ma, Owen Wilson was great. The meatloaf. Yeah, the meat, I, I mean, it's a famous line, and it's annoying, but, like, for me, Will Ferrell ruins that movie for me. It, it, Will Ferrell ruins so yeah. many movies. Yeah, and the last thing that I'll bring up about Napoleon Dynamite and how I don't understand... I, I want to say maybe it was a year after that movie came out or maybe two years after that movie came out. I was in the theater and w- we're waiting for the movie to come out. I forget what I was seeing, but it was uh, there was an advert or, or a trailer for another movie. And like the main character from Napoleon Dynamite, like was in this new movie that was going to be coming out. And it was just a scene of him on a couch and it went, yeah. And the whole theater went nuts. Yeah. I, why? No. Because he was in the movie. I, I was, I'm looking around like, why is everybody applauding during a trailer for this guy who was in a really dumb movie? Mm. <clears throat> All right, so you just, you just fed right into my I don't understand thing. Because one, I don't understand why Napoleon Dynamite made it so big. Two, my biggest pet peeve and the biggest thing I do not get when it comes to movies is when you go to the theater... Why the heck people clap at the end of the movie? (laughs) The actors can't hear you. They're not actually on a stage where you are cheering them on. Nobody cares. The movie is over. Are these the people that when they're home and they watch a movie on their TV, they sit on their couch and they clap when it's over? No. No. I clapped when Napoleon Dynamite was over <laughs> because it was over. <laughs> but that's, that's I, don't, I don't understand why people clap at the end of a movie in a movie theater. The reason, why people cl- the reason why people clap at the end of a movie in a movie theater is because it's something that they're doing together with the other moviegoers. If one person clapped, somebody else might clap and then so on and so forth. They're like, hey, this is something we're all doing together. It's about community. 
I'm, that's I'm, what happens there. I'm kind it's of with not me on this one. It's it's a group thing. You're 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 all there. You're experiencing something together, and everybody's elated, and everybody just wants to show their appreciation. That I understand. Right. It's, it, it's bringing people together. I do agree with it. It's it's. I agree with your reasoning. Like they can't hear it. Yeah, but that's not why clapping is done. It's just like, hey, everybody, wasn't that great? You know, like yeah. it's it's just a moment like that. Um, you know, some people. It's it's like, say, why do people cosplay? You know, they do something to do something together to get together with people and show off their their, you know, level of fandom. You know, it's just it's just a way for people to get together. Your 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 reasoning here is sound. There's no reason <laughs> why we should clap in a movie theater because you're absolutely right. They cannot hear us, but it's just it's right. a thing. It's it's a thing. It's a thing. But the thing it's is, though, thing. is the majority of people who actually enjoy movies are the ones who don't clap. <laughs> The people who really like movies are the ones who don't clap. The ones who clap are the ones who are just going there because it's something to do on a Friday or a Saturday night. Okay, not so because it's. Tell me, and honestly, tell me that you did not applaud at the end of Infinity War. I did not applaud at the end wow. of Infinity War. That's why. Wow, okay. My response is like you're, you're talking that was Avengers cool. Assemble. You mean? No. Infinity War, oh. like at the end of Infinity oh, War, oh. when it ends, because of how amazing that movie was, oh. like you're yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna applaud. I applauded. I I didn't. Wow. I don't I don't clap at the end of movies. I don't ever. remember if I did. I I, I think <laughs> ever, I ever, did. Ever. I think I did shout out at Avengers Assemble at during Endgame. I think that was a moment that I, I exclaimed the, one way or the, another. Yeah, but the 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 involunt sometimes the involuntary like oh my gosh. Or the involuntary, like, whoa, that was awesome. You know, when you're with a friend, that's fine. And, and, you're, and you're doing it where not everyone can hear you or, you know, there's the gasp or the jump. It's like that. That's fine. Those are reactions. Clapping to me at the end of a movie is not a reaction. You're trying to give praise to something that is good, which I understand that. But the people you're giving praise to are not there. Mm-hmm. Don't we get now, it? If we, we went to, if we went to like an opening, if we went to an opening, like a what red carpet, a red carpet in Hollywood, and the stars are all there, yes, clap, yes, perfect. Now you're clapping for the stars. Fantastic. <laughs> Understand that. Here in you know, Londonderry, New Hampshire, we go to the movie theater, and there's six people in the theater, and four of them clap. It's like, okay, you know what? <laughs> Clap in your car on the way home. I don't, don't want to hear it. This, now, this I agree with. If it's like if it's like only a few people in a theater and it's like, you know, 1130 in the morning and you're just there to just to watch. I don't under that. I don't understand. Like, why are we clapping? I just let's right. leave. But like right. opening night. Oh, opening opening night. You know, this is the premiere first screening or whatever. A jam-packed theater for a big summer blockbuster. You 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 need to go into that movie with the expectation that everybody's going to be you know exclaiming throughout the entirety of the film, most likely, and everybody's going to clap at the end. Right. Mm. I go in with the expectation that it's going to happen. I just hate that it happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure. Because yeah. it's it's one of those things. I just don't. I don't. I you know. Great. You love the movie. You know, one of my favorite things to do after a movie which is leave. You don't see well, that, but you 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 go out to the parking lot afterwards, and you stand there with a few friends, and you chat about what you just saw yeah. for five mm -hmm. or ten minutes. Yeah, that I enjoy doing. If you want to get 
you know, all you're like, that was awesome. When, he, when you know, when, when um, Captain America said Avengers Assemble, you know, that was like one of the, when he picked up the hammer, it was so cool. I, I knew he could do it. Right. You know, you're, you're going down the path of that with your friends. It's fine. And even if people are like, yeah, even leaving the theater, that was awesome. You're a great movie. You know, it's the clapping part. That and talking in a movie theater. I can't stand when people talk in a movie theater. You kept really. talking to me throughout Maverick. Look, look, they really did this. Like this, this is not, this is not like CG. Like they really did. I, I get it. They said it already like three times in the beginning before the movie started. They had a whole That's, like special. Right. I get it. There's three people I understand. in the theater aside from us, which is why I didn't care. But when you're in a packed uh -huh. theater and you have 20 people talking. There were six other people. Oh, whatever. <laughs> then again, the movie was already out for like three months. Right. That's why. Pretty sure it's streaming by now. But anyway. Yeah. So. No, I, I, we get it. We get it. We understand. That's your beef. I totally right? understand. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, and and you have very your reasoning is just. <laughs> yes, absolutely. One hundred percent. So I hmm. I would say right now, anybody who's still on the Marvel train, you know, thinking that anything that comes out of Marvel Studios is gonna be gold, they should probably get off that train at some point. Because oh we're seeing everything go way down. I mean, even just watching, I've watched the first two episodes of She-Hulk. And what they've done is they've taken um, basically everything. <sighs> they've taken all the ideas from the comics and just said, meh. And they, they, you know, Skywalker tossed it over their shoulder and moved on. If you read the comics of She-Hulk, she's the exact opposite. Like she's acting the exact opposite of how she's supposed to act. It's just everything's backwards here. And it's it's just weird because they're they're focusing on this whole woke culture and you know feminism and everything. It's like okay, I get that, but yet they're they're not just following along with the comics. So they're changing things so much, which it was nice that they had like a variation before, but now they're just you know it's not it's not great, and they're varying so far. So people are getting really lost with it, and that's the thing. So anybody who's still on on the Marvel train thinking it's the greatest th thing ever, hey. We knew this was going to happen. We knew we were going to get to a point where it wasn't going to be awesome. Spider-Man somehow kept the torch, you know, burning for a while. But at this point, you know, we, we just have to take it for what it is and accept what we have to accept. We're back to what movies were like before, you know, before the end of phase one. I don't know you if know? we're there yet. Uh, I don't what do you mean? You yet. think there's still a lot of good stuff coming out right now? I don't think there's good stuff coming out, but I definitely think that Marvel is still a cash cow, and I think the general audience is still going to eat up everything mm. that they do. I don't know. A lot of people are really disappointed with what's going on. What's a lot of people you know, to you? Um, tons of people on the internet. Like I'm not even searching for negative things, and people are just blasting it all yeah, over social where? media. Where? All over. All over social media. Facebook. Yeah. Old people and general audiences oh. are on Facebook. <laughs> you have to go okay. elsewhere. You have to go to Twitter. You have to go to Reddit to see what people are actually saying about this kind of thing. And the okay. general consensus around that is they are still the general audience who goes to movies are still praising this because it's mm. still like a continuation of this larger story. Yeah. It, it, you, I, I, okay. You, you, you look at what they're doing. They're still breaking record numbers. They wouldn't. They're still making billions of dollars off of every movie that they put out. They're we still know why. Disney. Disney Plus is still breaking records on number of subscriptions. 
because of, of what Marvel is doing. So of you course. can't. So you can't say, "Oh, people are getting really mad." No, they're not. <laughs> well, the thing is, people have such high hopes that something's going to turn around at some point. Like something good must come out of here at some point. But so far, we've had to... the Eternals, we've had Multiverse of Madness, we've got um, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk. I mean, but you have to you have to realize too is that the majority of people who watch this. I would agree with you in the sense of if somebody truly is like, if they're like us and they are movie people and they really get into it. That's why when you look at a lot of stuff and you look at like Rotten Tomatoes and the critics give it a bad score, but the audience gives it a great score. The critics give it a bad score because they're rating it like the way we rate movies. They're looking at it like, okay, this is a good storyline or the graphics good, you know, is the acting good and they're rating all that. And the average person going to movie is going, I just want a good time. That gave me a good time and I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. They're not breaking it down like we are. So if the, ma- right. the majority of people who are like us, I would agree. If they're still expecting that, they got some issues. But the average general population is still expecting something fantastic to come out. Yeah, well, I, th- I think what's going to happen is we're personally like us. I think we're just going to start going back to what we started in the beginning because in the beginning we enjoyed the marvel stuff but we had a lot of other things that we were discussing so i think that we're really going to start to branch out and go into some older things some real things and not just go through superhero movies and you know i can i 100 percent disagree with this we're still going to see a slew of superhero movies come out it's no no, no i'm talking yet. about you and i and, i'm talking and, about us our conversation that, i'm saying and, us black and white yeah, they're going to exist, but I think that we're going to be focusing more on other things and not just on the new latest and greatest Star Wars or Marvel thing. Just to give you an example of the general consensus of what social media thinks about something like uh, Multiverse of Madness, 85% user audience mm-hmm. score on Rotten Tomato. That means that it was an absolute success. Mm-hmm. They profited. The critics, the critics right, was at 74%. Right, that's because the critics are like exactly, us, but the, I'm talking breaking the it down. General general audience, they're not done, nowhere right. near it. They're, they're, and as long as they're still, as long as as long as Disney still has the eyes of the general audience, this is not going anywhere. What does that have to do with the three of us? I th- I think I said three times. I'm talking about us, the three of us in our conversations. I think. Like we said before already, we're moving off of that train and focusing on other things. Well, I mean, you started the thing with if you're still on the train or people in general are still are getting off the train and people are really upset, you're talking broadly. Uh-huh. But I'm saying I'm all set. We're talking about what I don't get, right? Okay. That's what we're talking about here, things that we don't understand. I don't understand people who are just doing it because they're used to it. And I, I can say that for the longest time, like, I was kind of on that because, I, geez, I was defending Boba Fett. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Somebody had to. <laughs> Somebody had to. I had faith that something would turn around. One good thing came out of it, an episode what? and a half, Mar- you know, Mandalorian. Um, they could but, have done that, though, on its own. They didn't yeah. have Boba Fett for that episode. No, at I, all. I know, I know, but they didn't. <laughs> so there. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's the thing, though, is when you look at, you know, if, if you were to look up movies that we talk about, <clears throat> if you were to Rotten Tomatoes them or Reddit them or anything like that, you're going to see reviews. You're going to see critics, you know, scoring it along the same lines that we do. Fantastic or awful. And then the audience will rate it very differently. 
Typically, mm-hmm. if you see audience give it a great score, the critics give it a worse score. If the mm. critics give it a great score, the audience gives it a worse score. And I think the reason why that is is because the critics are looking at it from a whole different perspective from just from from just the perspective of I enjoyed that film. Well, it's kind of like what we talked about before about The Last Jedi, where we've we've discussed it and we said The Last Jedi wasn't a bad film, but it wasn't a good Star Wars movie. Like that's that's what it comes down to. It was it was a great film if it was just its own thing, but for it to fit in the Star Wars universe, it just didn't. So you're going to get two different ratings if you look at it from different perspectives. So the perspective of somebody who's like professional film critic as opposed to the perspective of people who just want to go and watch a movie and just be entertained. You know. That's the movie, but that right there though to 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 Will's point and to what we're trying to, mm-hmm. to, what we're trying to say is what we if you don't understand that, the, you'd have to get into the mind of the majority of the people are going to the movie mm-hmm. just for the entertainment. They're not going there because they're viewing it from a perspective of like, is this a great movie? And they have a list of reasons why it makes it a great movie. If they were, And that's one thing where I differ from the two of you guys. I can mm-hmm. go into a movie often and love the movie just because I did it for enjoyment. That's right. yeah, but if, and and just to to piggyback off this whole thing you just brought up, Lee, if we're using Rotten Tomato as somewhat of a barometer here for this conversation, critics gave the Last Jedi a ninety-one percent. Mm. Exactly, as the a fans movie. gave it forty-two. Exactly, as a movie, <laughs> that's just, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm talking about, right? So the fans are going to be upset because it's ruining the franchise, whereas. The critics are going to be like, oh, well, you know, as a movie, it's great. But anyway, that's that. But it's silent now, so I guess I'll just talk about something else. So um, Goonies. I'm sorry. I just, listen, I just missed it. It, I missed the Goonies train. I've watched it probably three times. You weren't alive for the Goonies train. (laughs) None of us were. The Goonies Goonies train? Yeah, Chuck was. Okay. It, well, this is, but this I is was, I he was like five years hop, old, but <laughs> I did not hop on the Goonies train ever. Wow, I was not a yeah. fan of the movie. I did not. I, I could care less. I think I've only seen it once, and it was probably like in passing. Like it was on while I was doing something else. Yeah, it was always on TV, so yeah. that's kind of what happened there. But I mean, the thing is, it had a great cast. I mean, even just Josh Brolin and um, Sean Astin. Um, it, it's funny. I was it was uh, directed by Richard Donner. Um, Chris Chris Columbus was the was the, like one of the writers. Steven Spielberg was you know helped out with the story and was producing it. Like it had like a lot of the elements you would need in order to make that movie great. So I can see why people love it. I mean, even Did you uh, say Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Sean Astin. The Sean Astin from Lord of the Rings. No, the Sean Astin from Encino Man. No, you mean the Sean Astin from Rudy. No, from Stranger Things. <laughs> yes, that was that meme I sent over. Um, but even uh, Kihu Kwan or whatever how you pronounce his name, basically, you know, Daka Jones, Daka Jones, short round. Um, he was also in what we just watched and talked about was everything, everywhere, all at once. He's in there as Data. Um, I mean, the thing is, the movie itself. I, I, maybe if I rewatch it now, knowing what it is, I'll get into it. But the thing is, people hyped it up so much. I think I watched it. I think I watched it in like sixth grade. Like we watched it in school and I was like, why are we watching this? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm confusing it, but I'm pretty sure like it was just put on in school and I was like, okay, whatever. But just didn't care for it. You know, 
And, and that goes right along the, s- the same size as uh, Spaceballs for me. You know, Spaceballs, it has amazingly hilarious moments. You know, the radar is jammed, the beeps, the sweeps, and the creeps. There's some really funny parts, but the movie as a whole... It's stupid. It's stupid. It's just, it's just really stupid. Pizza the Hut, I mean, creative, but really just not... Not funny to me. John Candy as like a like a inbred half dog half man thing. Like it was, it was a real Rick stretch. Rick Moranis as Darth Vader. No, 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 Darth Helmet. <laughs> it was Darth Helmet. Um, Come on. But it was it was very odd. I mean, Mel Brooks, his comedy is amazing, but the movie itself just didn't have the glue to hold all the hold the jokes together to make it like because really they used funny. jam, not glue. That's right. They must have used jam. But that's like those two for me are the ones that's like from the eighties. Actually, hold on. When was Spaceballs? Eighty something. Eighty seven. Okay, so yeah, two years later. So they're around the same time. Um, so, but yes, I, I'm I'm gonna bring up something now, and I apologize, Chuck, if you're not able to follow along with what I'm about to say. Uh, maybe this is a conversation strictly for Lee and I. <laughs> My big thing, grind. I can't. I don't understand eighties music. I don't understand at all. I don't oh, understand. I'm with you on that one. I don't understand why, like that, that, that decade and and music out of that decade was just like a whole bunch of synth, and it was insanely was popular. It. There was there was one day that I was with Lee, and we're going somewhere, and he's. I, I think you were either listening to Panama or Jump, and it goes into the break with the synth, and the band is like going rock heavy in the background, and you paused it. You looked dead at me and you said, this is everything you hate about the 80s, isn't it? And I said, yes. <laughs> That's what I'm okay. talking about. It doesn't, Most likely it, jump. It was most jump. Most likely, fine. Most likely, I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, Panama's pretty high rock in the never, whole time. I will never understand <laughs> why. It, like, And it's like not, it's like, why? Well, so, so your, your, issue <laughs> I, is, I is, your, your issue is the stuff that just came out then. It wasn't like modified. So like New Wave. Was your issue synth pop, not electronic even, dance music, not like even EDM? Because I like The Cure and Depeche Mode, I can get into. But when right. they try to incorporate that with like, okay, here's '70s rock, and we're just gonna add a whole bunch of synth to it, and we're gonna call it a new genre? No, I it, absolutely not. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't fit. Okay, oh, come on, come on. You don't like Boy George? I'm a chameleon. Karma, 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 karma. Um. Well, I mean, so glam metal. Would you call glam? Who's glam metal? Is that Poison? Because they wore makeup. Well, what is it? Um, Gordy. Gordy. I don't know Gordy. Was it? Is that the name of the band that I'm thinking about? Brian Johnson's first like first band, Gordy. That was glam-ish. Um. What else was what else would you consider glam? Gobi? No, uh, hold on, I'm trying to read it here. Brian Johnson, did Brian Johnson sing? Oh, yeah, I guess it's Gor- Jordy. 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 It's spelled like George in the beginning, but D E D I E at the end. It's completely. It's it's weird. Don't listen to it. Maybe 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 a different um Roxy music. That would be glam. Okay. All right. Even yeah, that, so I'm, gonna listen to, I'm gonna go listen to it now. Yeah, of course you, you are. Told me, you told me not to. I told you no, not to. to. Don't listen to Gordy. Yeah, well, actually, I mean, Gordy's so, Gordy's Gordy's um cover of House of the Rising Sun is actually really good. If you're gonna okay. listen to any song by that band, listen to that one because it's amazing. Okay, so 80s music. Let's. I I mean, 
there's certain songs from the 80s that I can get into um, that were like 80s songs. I mean, reg- Michael Jackson, for example, had a lot of stuff that came out around that time that was really good for what it was when he had his crossover with Rockwell and stuff like that. Pretty cool song true. for he what it was. Just, he wasn't just straight synth, though. No, you're right. He was That's kind of why. all over the place, but he was incorporating all those different sounds. So I agree with you. I was more. Um, ta- I, I'm not really talking about like po- like pop music being as popular as it was in the 80s. I understand. Mm-hmm. That I understand. That's a completely different thing. I'm talking about how like the rock era of the 60s and 70s somehow changed into this thing where it's like, here, we have a whole bunch of synth makeup and hairspray and this is us now. And voila, <laughs> you have, you know, Van Halen's 84 and Motley Crue. Why? Well, well, Van Halen's 84, um, there were a couple of songs on there that were that were synth heavy. But not all of them, because a lot of those songs were still actually kind of rocking. Like, Panama itself doesn't have any synth at all, and that's still a rocking song. Um, Top Jimmy, another song that's just like a rock song. Um, maybe I'll Wait and Jump were the big synthy ones. I mean, yeah, I'll Wait was all synth the whole time, and Jump, definitely. Um, but that's when they started incorporating it. And then later on, when it became Van Hagar, you had a lot more stuff that was, like, very mainstream you know, very not so much like let's rock, more like hey, let's love. You know, because Sammy Hagar's like every other every other song was like when it's love or why can't this be All love? Right, fine. Or, so I'll I'll, I'll change <laughs> dreams. I'll, cha- I'll 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 change that and I'll pivot away from Van Halen and I'll say like <laughs> Dire Straits, a flock of mm. seagulls, simply red. Why Wait a second, flock of they... seagulls were a rock band before they? Well, flock flocked. of seagulls definitely <laughs> like incorporated what rock was and like took it in that completely different direction. I suppose. Flock I don't really know hair, much about the, them. <laughs> they had a hairstyle. <laughs> so, so did Poison. <laughs> so did Motley Crue. Yeah. So did Kiss. Yeah, but the yeah. Flock of Seagulls hairstyle actually like became popular for a while. Yeah, and then Jim Carrey tried to bring it back when he did Ace Ventura. Jesus. I don't know. That's just white my devil, white thing devil. that I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> What was that in the wedding singer? Hey, do you like Flock of Seagulls? No, but I can tell you do. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more synth. More more Boy George. Big time oh, in man. that movie. Give me time. No, please don't. It isn't even just that. Like, even Bowie went down that road. Oh, Bowie was way down that road. Bowie he... went way down that road. Like, he completely abandoned Siggy Stardust and, like, just went completely, like, all right, the hair and... Here we go. Fame. <laughs> Dance magic dance. I hate that song. <laughs> no, how about when he came back later on and, and uh, joined uh, Trent Reznor there for I'm Afraid of Americans. Trying yeah. To like, let, let me just switch this all up. It wasn't that, was that bad. No, it wasn't. It, not at all. But it was But it was definitely like, it was just Bowie singing with Nine Inch Nails. It wasn't, it didn't sound like a Bowie song. No. Anyway. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. There's some there's some stuff that came out in the that 80s is that made me go what? That you agree with me. I'm sure. I'm not a, I'm not a new wave fan, and that's and that's what you're kind of focusing the most on is new wave. Wave is always that synth stuff. Now, do I do I appreciate some of the stuff that they incorporated into Van Halen's '84? Because I I agree that is kind of the pivotal moment for Van Halen changing their style. It was the last album with David Lee Roth, and that's when Eddie really started pulling up the keyboard a lot more. Um, and but. I I don't think it was I don't think that was the downfall that they were falling down anyway, um, and that's when everything split up. Basically, uh, David didn't want to do that, so he went off and did stuff like Just a Gigolo on him on his you know 
on his own. California Girls. California Girls. Yeah. What, what was that? Oh my God! What is that duet he did with Bowie? Did he do a duet with Bowie? Yes. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm thinking about something completely different. I'm thinking about um, Bowie and um, Mick Jagger. Oh yeah, Bowie and Mick Jagger. Oh, dancing in the street. Yes. <laughs> did you ever see the video? They all There's a did YouTube. It. There's a D, the, well, yeah, everybody did that because even Van Halen did dance in the street before they did. Um, off their Diver Down album, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did that. But if you, there's a video, if you look at, um, see if you can find it sometime. It's Mick Jagger and David Bowie dancing in the street, but there's no music behind them. And it's just, it's just, it, it's, it's, that's all I'm going to say. They look showed it up. the entire video on an episode of Family Guy. And then Peter was just like, this happened and we all <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> uh, um, Anyway, yeah, so I, I agree with you. The 80s stuff just didn't make sense. I mean, a lot of 90s stuff didn't make any sense either. It's like, I feel like after the 70s and into the 80s, like, it got to a point where people like, what do we do? 90s, 90s, 90s absolutely made sense. Yeah, alternative, some of it. All pop and alternative rock became some, huge some, in the 90s. I know, but some of the stuff that was coming out was just like, really? This? Okay. But my, you may not my, have liked the style, but it was huge. But well, if, you, if thing, you're talking okay. about like Bork, like I don't understand Bork. Yeah, I'm talking about like Bjork. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bjork. Um, I will say that in my household, at one point, there were probably two Bjork albums, and I made fun of them constantly. Um, there was even a movie that she did called Dancer in the Dark, and it was the strangest thing I've ever seen. And one of my favorites was on SNL. They had Winona Ryder making fun of Bjork, and she was on Celebrity Jeopardy, and she was sitting there. <laughs> Just, you know, she hits the buzzer and she's like, everything is musical. This buzzer buzzing, bang, bang. And I'm like, this buzzer is musical. Everything is musical. Buzzer, buzzer, knock, knock, slam, Oh, yep, that's pretty spot that's pretty on. That's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much what we got here. Sometimes when I'm putting oranges in a circle, I think of my thoughts and they make me laugh. Yep. Good job, Winona. Spot on. But no, I'm just saying like in the 80s, they were like, where else do we go from here for music? So they just started experimenting with computer sounds and like, OK, this is the future of music. And then we realized, OK, you went too far. It's kind of like when Lucas went back and did um, the first, the, you know, the, the prequels of Star Wars. It's like, oh, we have CG now. Let's just do it all CG. Like, oh, okay, you know, you, you spend so, so much time thinking if you could, you didn't ask if, or you, you didn't ask if you should, you know? Okay. I totally botched that, that Jeff yeah, Goldblum you, line, but, yes, you did. <laughs> but it, the point is, that's the whole point, is, is you know, just because, just because it's, that's what they thought. It's, it, it's weird that you bring that up, because I said before, like, I love, like, I, I like Depeche Mode, Mm -hmm. Violet it came out in 89 and when that came mm. out it was so dated like it sounded like it should have been so, released in like 85 84 so right if you're gonna talk about if you're gonna talk about how the, the way of music though I mean they went from in the 80s you know 70s 60s you actually had you know live bands in the 80s they started going synth in the 90s they were you know still kind of walking that line where it then became in the late 90s to the 2000s you had that like band you know, genre coming back again, where it wasn't just a lead singer. You had an entire band that was represented in the, in the music video, just all the songs. That's what I'm getting at is the now, bands, bands left. Right. The, so the, the band 
feel came back but now we're it's not now it's totally computer sounds and not only is it totally computer sounds make up one line and then repeat that line 400 times and right. you have an album mm-hmm. that's what i don't get about music today i can't i don't even understand half of it because it's like uh, yeah it's the same okay so th- w- what you're talking about today it's the same concept when you look at movies you have to search out for your particular genre of music that you like, and it's out there for you to find. You just got to dig for it. it. You, you got to right. you got to dig for it. It's not going to be popular. Right. It's not well, it's like the song. Be popular. Oh, no. That's every word in the no, song. Listen, oh, no, is not the name of the song. Oh, those are the those are the only words in the song. Do you do you realize that that is a a sound bite from an Aerosmith song, and it's just the cha- the pitch has changed? It is now a full song. Did they they made a full song out of it? Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah, the whole yep. oh no, oh no, they just oh, changed no, the pitch. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a whole song now. <laughs> that's horrible. Thing. It's it's horrible. Yeah. Remember, what's what's the original song? Remember. Well, you, it is. It's um. What is it? It's uh, it's off of what the second album or third? It's it's pretty. No, it's, it's early off on. Of, before. It's off of um. It's off of Night in the Ruts. Um, remember the time. Remember something. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. I just can't. Seems like that's the. the day yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby went away. Yeah, yeah. She sailed away across the sea. But for some reason, the past like three years, everybody's yeah. using it on TikTok. But it's yeah, like this. I don't get that yeah. at all. It's like it's the most. And even before that, it was like the most obscure Aerosmith song. Like this wasn't even popular when it came out. What do you mean? I know. Like this album flopped horribly because they were all on drugs. Like, and, but this this is the song. Like, yep. like not dream on. <laughs> like, well, I think it's just the, not it's sweet emotion. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Like I'm not dealing with that. Like. Something bad sure. happens. Oh no! That's why they used it. But still, it's just funny that it's being used constantly. I'm like, I bet you people have no idea this is even an Aerosmith song. Probably, and that's not. a sad part. Probably, I saw I, somebody you know recently. What? I actually don't blame that at all because that's another thing that grinds my gears a little bit is Aerosmith. Outside mm. of their debut album, <laughs> I don't understand the popularity of Aerosmith. Uh, giant mouth. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, him and Uma Thurman get along very well. You, you know, if you, you if you put all these the people together, the if you put all these people together with all these big body parts, just have one giant human. Sure. <laughs> it's like when, when your powers combine. Um, but Lee, seriously, so, like if you, it, it, I don't think there's no Aerosmith album that matches their first. No, but there Am are songs here? that are bigger, though. Like when, when, when Aerosmith did... Um, what was the name of the song for Armageddon? Oh, no, no, no. no. I don't think Stop. he has a bigger song than that song right now. That's probably mm. one of his biggest songs to date. I don't want to mm. miss a thing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That I, song I was probably top of the charts for who knows how, oh, how long. Absolutely. Because of the movie, it was huge. Absolutely. People will remember that song more than they'll remember his first album. Because of the movie. If it wasn't for the movie, it wouldn't so. be as big. I guess so. So I definitely went through an Aerosmith kick. I was probably about 11, 
I think like 11 through 13 was an Aerosmith kick. And I ended up getting like, you know, a box set and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, these songs are cool. Some of them, like you can tell that was the thing is they were trying to change their style. Like when they did Just Push Play and you're like, what is happening here? When it was all like, you know, like it was all like record scratches and this and that. And like, I'm like, what is happening here? Steven Tyler at the beginning. And how his voice got chopped up. Yeah. like, But that whole album really had feelings like that. And you're like, what is going on? But then, you know, then they came back and they did what was it? Honkin' on Bobo. They tried to go back to a normal sound. I didn't, I don't think I've even heard that album. It's, it's very much all. It's all vintage era music going back to like bluesy roots okay yeah that's kind of what i heard but it doesn't work <laughs> right <laughs> not well, at all so then we can go back to other things like that where we're talking about aerosmith trying to go back to roots and stuff like that and i don't care what anybody says that bruno mars song uptown funk is a good job they did a good job bridging you know older funk to today's pop and as as much as they play it over and over again, and I and I might be tired of it now, I, I gotta commend them for putting it out. I say them because you know obviously it's a team of producers and all that too. But right, um, I'd say you know it was just it was a breath of fresh air in the pile of poop that is music today, you know, to to put it lightly. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, sure. What else? So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna shift gears a little bit on okay, what grinds my gears. <clears throat> or what I don't understand is I don't understand one of two things. One, why a director would remake his or her own movie again and then ruin it from the first one. Or B, why any director would try to remake an already cult classic that everybody loves to try to make it better than it already is. Stuff like that, I don't get. So, i.e. two examples. Um... Last House on the Left by Wes Craven mm. back in the 70s. Fantastic mm. movie. When he redid it, he ruined it. Don't understand why he did that. Red Dawn. Fantastic movie done the first time. Why they remade it, I don't understand. So stuff like that, it's like they're trying to remake something that was already a hit. What's the purpose of trying to reinvent the wheel at that point? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would actually just like lop that in with remakes in general. <laughs> Total Recall, Dread, Judge Dread, yeah. <laughs> RoboCop. Yeah, the fact that it's called Total Recall, it's like just don't touch it, just don't touch it. Okay, well, thanks a lot. Just I get. I totally mean, try to recall obvious, this idea that was so great as a cult classic, and you ruined it. The obvious answer here is money, but I mean, yeah. With that aside, but I, did that even make money? What Dread and Total Recall? More? Than, I, I have what, no idea. Well, was was Dread a reboot or a re? Um, what was it? You want to call it a reboot to satisfy the fact that they're not redoing it? Then that's fine. They're redoing it. They redid the first movie. You want to call it a reboot, that's fine. But, okay, let's go even further. Indiana Jones, the first three, fantastic. Let it stop there. You don't need to do a fourth and now potentially a fifth movie. Like, Harrison Ford's old. We all get it. We don't need him to do it again. He was fine in his heyday. You know, he's a fantastic actor, but we don't need a fourth and a fifth movie. Indiana Jones 1, 2, and 3 were fantastic. Leave him there. 
I know, Will, I don't think you're like a huge fan of Indiana Jones. Not at all. Not at all. Um, let it be. Let it be. I, I The whole cash cow part, I get that's why they do it. But they could use some imagination and create something that people will enjoy more so and try to actually intrigue us with something that's new and not always trying to recreate. And that's the thing with Marvel. When they came out with what they did, it was brand new. They were doing something that nobody else did and they got a huge following because of it. Mm -hmm. People need to go along with that ideal and that idea and actually just start with something brand new and, you know, things will change. Yeah, there's a... It's hard to find a, a a new movie that's good. I mean, I'd say of all the original original movies we've seen, um, lately, the most original thing we've we've seen, I think, is just everything everywhere all at once. I feel like nothing else has really broken the mold as far as I mean, it had it had a subject that we've seen before in other movies, but it did in a very different way that was like very right. indie but yet very gripping. Um, so it's hard to even say what I'd like to see in a movie today. Like, what do I want to watch? I don't even know. Well, like, I, I want to see just originality. I think that's um, I think that goes back to what we well, what we've been talking about for a while now is what you brought up at the beginning of this <clears throat> when you you know mentioned your first thing about Marvel. Maybe people like us who love movies just need to go indie. Well, that's yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Like, it's clear. It's it's clear and obvious. Like, movie lovers, like the three of us are not enjoying what we're getting from, like, the mainstream Hollywood machine. So maybe the answer here is indie. Mm. Yeah. Potentially. I yeah, mean, that's, I mean is, but mm. you, you say potentially, but, I mean... <laughs> what, I, I, uh, you are taking... With that, though, I, I, I can see... you With that, you're right. You're probably going to get more originality, but you're going to get more... That's the where budget, the okay, so the it's budget, gonna be more risk. The budget mm. isn't gonna be there. The um right. um the, the 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 production of mainstream Hollywood isn't gonna be there. But in terms of like storytelling and originality, you're gonna get that. Right. You it might not be as visually pleasing as anything that Hollywood will put out. Let me say. But as far as everything else goes, well, sometimes you have directors that are putting out movies that they're you. So. Lee and I went and saw Top Gun Maverick and you know, it's not a reboot. It's a continuation. It's a sequel. And I think Tom Cruise did a fantastic job with the film. But when we did the, we watching the previews, <laughs> there was this Jordan. What's his name? Um, Jordan Peele. Peele. Mm-hmm. Is it Peele? Jordan Peele. Peele. He's this girl is walking down the hallway of a psych ward or a hospital <laughs> or something. No, and she just walks by this door and there's this guy in there and he just has this weird, creepy grin on his face. Yeah, I don't she turns think a, she turns him. around, she walks into the into the into the um into his room, looks at him, gets really close and is trying to figure it out, and then it like this does this like jump thing, and then it just says Jordan Peele. Smile. So that's, the, that's no, that's, that's not Jordan Peele. It's oh, not Jordan Peele. Okay, but the movie was called Smile. Yes, I thought it was Jordan Peele. No, no, nope. I'm pretty sure it was Jordan. I'm positive it's not. Okay, Parker um, Finn. 
Okay. Either way, originality and stuff like that. I think stuff so like that. When you, when you say nope, you yeah, know, that was just about to go down that road. When you say and 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 I did not see this coming from Jordan Peele in in his journey at all. When you look at Get Out, Us, Them, Nope, I did not mm. see this coming from him at all. But it's been fantastic. And that's, well, a clear, did, that's a clear example of well, coming from what coming from Key and Peele, you saw this. I saw that they had some like although it was goofy, they had some really great elements to the way that they were doing some of the things. I'm like, man, imagine if this was serious. And then when you saw um, Get Out, you're like, oh, I'm not surprised at all because I was they kind of te- they teetered on some really creepy stuff when they when they did the show. But I, I was surprised. I was very I, surprised. What I don't get though is. You have actors slash directors like John Krasinski, who does um, Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. So he's basically, you know, he, he probably funded a good portion of that film himself. I think he funded he, it all himself. Yeah, it, and it was a complete success. Granted, I've yet to watch him, um, and I need to. Um, <clears throat> but it was a giant success. And what I don't get where Hollywood is losing it is they're seeing all of these one-off branches that people are becoming super successful with, and they're not going, oh my gosh, we should do that. They're going, no, we should do the opposite of that and try to just continue what we're doing. They're not learning what people are wanting in that kind of, you know, they're doing the mainstream so much that, you know, for the they're they're shooting after just the general audience versus trying to actually get people who enjoy movies to enjoy them more. It's a guarantee, mm-hmm. right? They have a formula that's guaranteed money. Yep. You have a producer or a director who's sitting there in front of a button that says "print money," <laughs> and that's basically what's happening. I wasn't aware of this. I, I feel I feel awful. I wasn't aware of this, but um. <clears throat> I didn't realize that Kevin Feige was the producer of the of the Raimi vs. Spider-Man. Was he really? The first, all three of them. Yep, he was the producer of all three Spider-Man. That's interesting. Spider-Man. That's really I was interesting. Not aware that he goes back that far with Marvel. That's really um, interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder if when he did, um, No Way Home, that's one of the reasons why it was on, on top of Sony partnering with Disney. If that was a, a big reason as to why too. Because he did have his hands in that as well. So I'm going to bring up one more thing. And maybe I'll get some backlash from the two of you, mm-hmm. which is fine. I'm kind of hoping I do. Action movies. By and large, I am not the biggest fan of action movies. Even though it's an incredibly popular genre. It's just, for me, when I watch an action movie, nothing happens. It's incredibly easy for me to check out. There is no story. The plot of the, your typical action movie is loose at best. It's just shoot em up, bang, bang, blow up, explosions, um, some, some, some blood, and then, you know, in the end, the hero wins. Like, you don't have to, like, pay attention to anything that's really happening. You, you can basically plot up the entire movie in your head within the first five minutes of watching it. There's no intrigue. There's no, like, suspense of, ooh, what's going to happen? I don't, I, don't, eh, I don't get it. It's probably, so the reason, a, a- it's probably the reason why I never got into a lot, well, 
why I never got into any of of like what's his name and I'm, that I'm blanking on that I hate that I have to do a movie about Tom um, Cruise. Tom Cruise. Probably one of the reasons why I don't connect with Tom Cruise on that level. It's probably the, one of the reasons why I don't you know can't get into any of the Indiana Jones films. It's all action. It's all fast pace. It's all here's here's this action sequence here's this action sequence here's this action sequence. we'll sprinkle in a little bit of story that's you know not really important but for the most part you're just watching a spectacular you know special effects film or you know hey look at these crazy stunts we can do yay there's right there's i've never i've never me. watched an action movie and said wow i want to watch that again because the action was so good like i'll tell you I this know. i'll never watch the expens- expendables again i will and i, I know you will but you're I also you're them. also I big into like you're you're also aren't, isn't there like another one they're doing now with Jackie Chan too? Why? I heard that they were doing that anyway. <laughs> um, no, I I think I wouldn't that just sit there just to watch. That was done for one reason. Those movies were done because they were trying to capture every action hero from the '80s and '90s, mm-hmm. and it pulled on the heartstrings, for lack of better words, of middle-aged men who grew up with those things and it was and and Sylvester Stallone produced directed and wrote those movies Mm -hmm. and he got a home run out of all three of them right but then again you get something like Rocky you know Rocky had a great story you know it's not an action movie it was it was a story about a guy going through what he went through and it wasn't just like here here's this guy just punching things you know same thing with uh you know like karate kid they're they're very similar in in my mind you know like somebody training up to learn something physical however there's a whole story behind it um but something that's just straight up an action film a bunch of explosions and this and that um yeah it's so just to like your, to your point well when they take a movie for example and I'm going to go way back and not way back but 20 some odd years when the first fast and the furious came out fantastic film hated there was a story it. in it I know you probably hated it. But I it was hated a, it. <laughs> they did a good job with it. They put it together. It got a lot of people. Now there's nine of them. And there's absolutely no point and there is no tying and, you know. I heard it, some people talking. No, I heard some people talking about the franchise one day and I couldn't believe my ears when I heard them saying, well, the plot of all of these movies revolves around this girl with a necklace or some piece of jewelry or whatever. And I'm like, What? I'm like that's 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 why there are seven or eight of these films is because of some woman with a necklace. Can you remind well, me? It, I didn't hear what you were saying. What what movie are you talking about? Fast, Fast and, and the Furious. Furious. So oh, in a geez. movie, they just yeah. became they just became, you know, family hired help. <laughs> basically, that's all they became is hired as like help. They're going out to fight and get things. Um, but in the first movie, it wasn't that. It was he was undercover cop, and you know, Paul Walker was a, was an undercover cop and he, you know, became friends with Vin Diesel's character and fell in love with his sister in the movie and all this stuff happened. And there became a, you could, there was a battle within himself of, do I stay true to being a cop or do I join this? And he ends up joining the, their team. Um, but that was a good story and there was action mixed in with it. To your point, Will, if it's action for the sake of action, I think it's horrific. But if there is a storyline where there is action baked into it and it's done really well, I really enjoy it at that point. Tom, um, Top Gun is considered an action movie. Great storyline. Action baked into it, very, done very, very well. Stuff like that. Miss, the first Mission Impossible, fantastic. The second one, great. As they progressed further, they just became 
how much more stunts can I do to your point? And people watch that for the adrenaline rush. That's their biggest reason why it's the adrenaline rush of watching that, those movies. Mm. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. It, it, it I just, liked, I like the excitement. I can't sit there and go, that's probably why for me, Looper was not considered an action movie. They had two action scenes. Other than that, it was awful and boring. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's 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 where the difference is. You, and this this explains a lot of how, what it is about being going to a movie. You just want to enjoy something. We want we want some, you know, not just some some we ketchup need some and mustard. We, we, we want some meat. You know, we don't just want the we don't just want the condiments and the sesame seed buns and you know like oh, oh they I flame want, broiled it. But I mean, yeah, I it's nice to have too. those. I know you want I, meat too, but. You don't care if it's meatballs or filet mignon or oh, whatever. No, no, you, just, no. you just want a bunch of meat flying everywhere. <laughs> no, 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 no. Watch what you're saying, my friend. No, 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 no. I, I want, enjoy- Okay, so, so here, uh, maybe, maybe this is a better analogy. I want to sit down to a meal, a, a, a nice thick piece of steak, no A1 required. I, mm. I agree. I'm with you. You mm-hmm. might want to put a one on your steak even if it doesn't need it no <laughs> so i would i like steak thank you for going into steak and i like pants <laughs> i like steak the, pants <laughs> I, I like steak without my a1 sauce there are the times where i know that i'm going into i'm not going into a high-end restaurant and i'm going into the restaurant, the steak requires a one sauce. And I go into that knowing that. So I'm okay with it versus I'm going into a high end place. And now I'm asking for it. When I go into a film that I know is surely for the enjoyment, I'm going in there surely for the enjoyment. And that's it. Mm -hmm. Um, but when there's, I also like the films that make me think the ones that it's like, Ooh, I like what they did there. You know, it, it catches my attention more and it makes me enjoy the film more. When I watched Ex Machina, I, I, I got enthralled with that film because I was like, this movie is fantastic. Like there was ex- expectations I had that never came to pass. They threw me a loop a couple times and I was like, ooh, I liked that. Um, and it was a great movie. Um, it's not, I don't like it on a silver platter all the time. Sometimes I do just for the enjoyment of it. Because yeah. if I don't have that, if I don't do that once in a while, then I miss the enjoyment of just watching a good movie. Yeah, well, it makes sense. And you don't. You don't, and I'm you don't go everything in, apart. You don't go into your mic, into your, um, <laughs> into your freezer, pull out a box of steakums, and expect it to taste like <laughs> filet mignon. Like we, we understand this. Um, it's just some people are fine, you know, just say, hey, I'm gonna go there and just eat steakums, and some people don't like steakums, like ever, you know. That's that's what it comes down to. The heck is a steakum? Steakum? <laughs> steak. Will knows what steakums are. Steakums. So I, I I don't know if we're thinking about the same thing because all I'm getting is meat wad and aquatine hunger force. Okay. Going going. I want me some steakums. Well, Marlon, I'll have me two steakums. <laughs> it's steakums. Steakums. Let me tell you what this is. So, um, it's um, it's like it's sandwich steaks. Basically, it's like it's it's microwavable, like thin 
sheets okay, of steak. Okay, I'm sorry. Right? I'm going to stop but, the conversation right here. The fact that you are comparing my enjoyment of movies to this level is kind of insulting, to be honest. No, I'm not, no listen, I'm, I'm saying... I'm not trying to I'm, insult I'm not, you. I'm not saying that either. What I'm, what I'm saying is, you would be fine. I'm not saying you could sit there and eat steakums all day and be and be set, like satisfied. My point is, you would go and be like, eh, I'll have a steakum today, and you're fine with that. As opposed to somebody who's just like, oh no, I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. It's more, it's hmm. more, it's it's more of an indictment on Lee and I because we're so stuck up when it comes to movies. Sometimes <laughs> I will say this: we walked out of Top Gun, Maverick, and uh-huh. Lee went. I didn't even ask, and Lee went. I liked that movie. I would watch it again, and I was like, <laughs> really? Like I am beside myself. Like the fact that he would even say this voluntarily, like. Really, you would you would watch this again, but but that's the thing though is if sometimes you have to go in with now I've gone in with the expectation of I'm just here to enjoy that movie and I've walked out going what the heck was that see and that's why and that's I'm 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 I'm, I'm mentally psyching myself up for what I the, the review that I have to write up about this movie when we do it because I know I know that I have to go in saying do not read too much into this movie and I'm going to fail miserably. <laughs> but the thing is though, when you're doing, when you're, cause you're doing Top Gun, when you're doing that though, you're there, there's not the thing, the good, the nice part about it is, is there's not much to read into. Mm. I don't like that. But that's where the enjoyment piece comes into play. Yeah. You're doing is... it solely for the enjoyment of the film. If you're going in trying to criticize and break it apart and rip it apart and did it fit all of these categories? Sometimes the enjoyment factor is enough. If the movie is still done well, if you're if it's done for enjoyment and the movie's not done well, the production's not done well, the the dialogue is awful, you know, the action or action you can tell is you know secondary, you know, then at that point you're like, eh, I could deal without that. But when it's done well and it's just for the sheer enjoyment of it, like an action movie, like Die Hard. Is an action movie. There, it's a straight action movie, but they're great, except for Live Free or Die Hard. Or it's a good day to die hard. <laughs> it's a good day to die hard. So maybe maybe Die Hard was Die Hard One and Two. Die Hard One and Two are good. After that, they kind of go downhill. Die Hard with a Vengeance. No, is Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance is is a treasure. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing. Is, so okay, so it's amazing. The that, the but there is the so much wrong Willis with that movie. Get, get shot out of, of a manhole <laughs> because of like the water pressure and flies and just plants Falls. into the cement and doesn't die is amazing. Yeah, and and, and but the Samuel fact that Jackson that that's, happens to be driving just right by him at that right exact there. moment. Oh, there he is. Just right there. Oh, <laughs> you got a, you got a great way In of flying a guy New York down. City. <laughs> Okay, so the I thing will, is, I though, is that this. movie is poor. That movie, there is so many holes, and it is a fantastic movie. I love the movie. I will enjoy the movie for the sake of enjoying the movie. But there is so much wrong with that movie. Of course, mm-hmm. and maybe oh, yeah. okay. So maybe I was ruined because I did not have a a typical childhood where I watched the typical ch- children's movie. I was mm-hmm. watching everything. My mm-hmm. movie awakening, if you want to say like which which propelled me into this life that I have now was pulp fiction and I left that movie <laughs> needing to know what was inside of the briefcase. And I overanalyzed it to death. I read yeah, everything. Yeah, you were like I 6 possibly- when you watched that movie, right? <laughs> 
Well, I was eight when it came out, so that's not See? even possible. I was, prob- I was probably like nine when I first watched that movie. And I that, left that, that movie, like, I, I pondered it, and I was like, what's in the briefcase? And that's when I realized, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm doing this thing where I'm... I didn't, I didn't have the verbiage when I was nine or ten to, like, put it... I, I did not have that, but I was definitely mm-hmm. doing that thing where you're overanalyzing things. Because I went through so, that movie a hundred times, trying uh, convinced that at some point I was going to figure out what was in the briefcase. Like, it was hidden somewhere. And, and have you figured that out yet? Absolutely is it not. There's no... There's no an- well, it could be Is it soul. gold? It could be his soul. It could be gold. There's, there's a million theories out there. It could be but, socks. But the, <laughs> it could just be socks. It could be dirty socks. Dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. My boss is dirty. It'd be laundry. fantastic if it was. I would die. So, but but that's so. But if you that, want a good action movie just for fun, go watch Way of the Gun. <laughs> Benicio del Toro and Ryan Phillippe. Mm. See, you, you say Ryan Phillippe, and <laughs> hey, he wasn't bad in Blade Runner <laughs> or Gray Man. Oh, that's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, that's Ryan Gosling. That's not <laughs> Ryan like, Philippi. Never mind. Ryan, Ryan Philippi. No, never mind. Ryan Philippi was Cruel Intentions. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. The other blonde one. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but that's not. But he also did the, the Netflix original Shooter, replacing Mark Wahlberg, which he did fantastic in. So, okay. <laughs> this brings us back to the whole why I can't stand Leonardo DiCaprio. If you <laughs> look at Ryan Philippi with just from Cruel Intentions, yes, he, he's not a good actor. But he was like 12 when he did that movie. He was 12 After when he did what movie? Cruel Intentions. He was like, he was young is what I'm trying to well, say. That's inappropriate. He was really young. <laughs> sure. Okay. He was really, it was like his, one of his first big films. After that, he got like, he did a lot of big stuff. But Way of the Gun is actually a pretty fun movie to watch. Mm. It's a pretty fun movie to watch. I've watched it a few times. Um, Look, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, you have to be like me. There, there, there's something wrong with me in the way that I overanalyze movies. I'm sure Lee would oh, say I, the same thing. There's something wrong here. We're not the norm. So to get us, to get me, I won't speak for him, to get me on that level, tall order. Like, it's it's just, I, I can't. You realize that Star Trek was just an action film for the sake of being action. So, right? and listen, I'm not going to say I enjoyed Star Trek for what it was. I was pleasantly surprised. That has to do with the fact that my expectations of what Star Trek is in general is very, very low. So when I watched that movie and it wasn't that bad, I was like, okay, this is actually pretty decent. I would not go back and watch any of those movies again. Hmm. I I wouldn't do it. It wouldn't even occur to me. Oh, I should watch Star Trek. No, I'll go and I'll go through the original series of movies once and that'll probably yeah. be it for me. Good luck with I- I'll that. I'll never have to do it again. <laughs> and I probably won't. Wrath of Khan's really good. There's but no... I don't remember any of the other ones being really good. Okay. I believe of the you. originals. I believe you. I don't know when they started making the crossover with Generations and stuff, but anyway. <sighs> well, they just did one crossover, and that was to pass the baton from mm-hmm. one captain to the next. Right. Pass the baton. Pass the baton. Okay, well, I mean, so actually, I, I'm in this... So if you're going to talk about genres of movies, action is like one of the biggest genres out there next to like rom-coms. Exactly. And I hate rom-coms I mean, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, they are their least favorite. Um, <laughs> Whoa. 
Wow. Was that overstepping, Lee? Continue. <laughs> that was overstepping. <laughs> I Those, for me, are a giant, like, hit or miss. There are a few that I'm like, I really enjoyed those. The rest of them, I'm like, ugh. So those movies, I'm with you. I don't get half of them. Most of them. Three quarters of them. Nine tenths of them. They're not good. But, Lee, go well, ahead. Well, well, a movie that's a straight-up rom-com, then absolutely, it's not It's not great. What what makes a movie good is elements from various genres mixed in. So, for example, um, Back to the Future is not a rom-com, but there's romance, there's comedy, there's sci-fi, there's action, there's this, there's that. Like they mix everything in. I think movies movies that can pepper in a little bit from every genre, a little bit, can make it good. When it's just straight rom-com, it's like, oh, it's a Hallmark movie. And I do oh, not yeah. want to watch Hallmark. Um, so that's that's where I would say if the, I would say the ultimate rom com is anything you'd find on the Hallmark channel. That's just because 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 there's yeah, nothing else. Well, romance. No romance could be something totally different. That's more like Fifty Shades. <laughs> no, that's just porn. There's a huge <laughs> I, difference. <laughs> I guess I, I never saw it or read it, so I don't know. Um, I would so say. So there is a new rom-com out. I don't know if it's rom-com or if it's just comedy. Oh, we but go. we saw a poster for it at the movies. Oh, my God. Called oh, Bros. Oh, yeah, that's it's what you wanted to watch, bros. right? Did you look that one up? <laughs> what? Did you, did you look it up? Is that is that no, what we're I'm doing not, for your birthday? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Are we, what, bros? Yeah. No. Yeah. Bros. It's called bros. Oh my god, you're right. Bros. Yeah, not not necessary. Two men with commitment problems attempt a relationship <laughs> with each other. Yeah, okay. It doesn't so, say with each other, it just has a relationship. Yeah, well, we know where this is going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it, it seems like they're trying to make it seem like it's somewhere along the lines of a now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, but it's <laughs> but that not. was funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. That movie was interesting. So if I was going to jump in and say just two more things that I have to bring up. Um, Game of Thrones, I watched 15 or 16 minutes of the first episode, just didn't care. I've seen I've seen clips. I'm like, eh, it's just, I don't know if it's just because I'm, I'm tired of, of that era of, of genre, you know, like that, to- that whole like castles and dragons thing. Like it was I never really fantasy. big for me. Yeah, but... I don't know, Game of Thrones. I don't think you watched that, did you? Did you get into I, Game of Thrones? I watched a few episodes of the first season. Right. And then I was just like, wow, this is like softcore porn. Basically. So this it was an opportunity for people who like fantasy to get all of their fantasies in one place. Well, I come to find out is from season two on, they did away with the porn aspect of it. Oh, and made it, it became, more made it more bloody? Made it more just fantasy right. and action and... You know, that kind of thing. The part about that, I can understand the, I can, I can truly understand the following of, of Game of Thrones. I think it had its own following. It was massive. There's not a lot of TV shows that have, like that, that have as big of a massing, a, a following. The part that I didn't understand, it was the the dangling the carrot for eight seasons of winter when, uh, winter. when winter would be coming. And it Did winter ever seas- come? Season eight. Oh. From what I understand. But it took eight seasons. Aren't there only four become. seasons? No, there's eight. There's three seasons and then winter shows up. So I don't understand. What are you talking about? You've never watched the show, so... I understand that. So... I'm talking about winter is a season. Sure. 
So how can they drag this on for so long? Is, does this all take place in one year? Well, or, is this about, or is this about Frost Giants? No. I'm, Loki letting, is not I'm, I'm letting him finish all these, these, these puns and these thoughts before I jump in. These are not puns. These are just... <laughs> the Frost Giant was a pretty big, uh, was a pretty big pun. <laughs> Trying to big Loki into it. So... <laughs> Isn't that guy like an ice giant? What? There's no ice giant. Then why is there a picture of a frosty dude? Is it Jack He's not Frost? A giant. Mm, okay. He's, He's just king. cold. He's the nice oh. king. All right. Sorry, sorry oh. for uh, putting down your show. Will. You're not putting down. I know the you. Show. I know you. I know you like the books. You read the books. I've read all right? the books. Yes. I thought you did. Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm not saying the show is dumb. I just personally I just didn't get it, and I don't have any intention of watching it, at least not anytime soon. Well, I mean, if you're not. If you're not like a fan of fantasy, then it wouldn't appeal to you. Well, right. the thing is, I, I have my my time. So remember when you and I watched Star Wars and nothing but Star Wars for three straight days? Yes. Did you want to watch anything Star Wars for the next few months? Not at all. Absolutely. So for me, I'm just not in the season to want to watch Castles and Dragons anymore. I did my time with Lord of the Rings when those came out, and then it took a while. That was 20 years ago. Yeah. And then, and then they did the Hobbit movies. That no. was like 10 years ago. Right. And so I'm just waiting for my next wave to be interested in something like that. So that, that's just where I'm at with it. Like, it was never huge for me, so I had, I had my taste. And you keep bringing up Reign of Fire. I'm interested in watching it. It's a more modern take you know, on dragons coming after the modern world. Pretty cool. I'll check it out. Um, but kings, queens, and all that stuff, not a huge history fan, so I'm not really big into anything that's going to be like the, the based on history, of that but is fantasy. The fantasy part has nothing to do with history. Yeah, oh, nothing. I know, I know <laughs> that. Nothing. I know that. But the there fi- used to be the, the, kings the, the, and queens and castles, but then there was these fantasy stories around them, King Arthur and all that stuff. So well, that's whatever. you know when you're talking about lore that people have been talking about, that's not fantasy, right? You're, you're talking like, but when you're talking about like. Camelot, and you're talking about bedtime stories that were going on 500 years ago that just became legend. Right. But when you're talking fantasy, Lord of the Rings, when you're looking at Game of Thrones, um, there's one on Netflix. Oh, what was the book? The Shannara Chronicles, which was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed stuff like that. I when you when you have movies that introduce introduce elves and goblins and you know, giants and these crazy mythical oh my. Fi- figures. I love those shows. So I love them. I would actually, are you a book reader? I do a lot audible right now because I do a lot of driving. So I okay, listen to books in the car all the time. I would actually recommend the books to you because the, the, the mystery, mystery, the, the the fantasy element of Game of Thrones in the books is not as big as it was on the show. It is sprinkled in. It is a lot of going back in history. It is a lot of lore. It is a lot of this may have happened, and then you have to figure out what what what's actually going on for yourself. It's more of a mystery than anything else. When you're looking at the show, when you're looking at the show, it it, it completely fell off a cliff in seasons. Six, seven, eight, completely, one hundred percent fell off a cliff. But I, I loved this this series from from beginning to end, with the exception of season eight. I don't talk about season eight at all. But I understand people who don't get into that kind of thing, and it's not 
straight up porn. That is a common misconception. <laughs> that is a very common misconception. People who say that are people who have no idea what the show was actually about. No, just yeah. the first season was a lot of gratuitous. It wasn't gratuitous. Well, <laughs> there was a, there was a there was a lot of nudity and there was, sex. There was there was a couple of boob scenes, and people and, like there was a couple of boob scenes. Yeah, I literally fell asleep. I literally fell asleep in the first episode within 10 15 minutes. Well, it's not I mean, the, granted it was like late at night and I had a wedding to do the next day. Not, it's, it was ne- it wasn't it was never this over the top grandiose thing in the first season. It was more of a political drama. Yeah, not interested in that. Okay. Not interested in political dramas. Okay. That's I what that's what that's dramas. what threw me off on the prequels of Star Wars, you know, just like Politics, 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 politics. I love a, pl- a good NCG. political drama. I love it. <laughs> so I that love that, that actually surprises me that you didn't make it to the end of House of Cards if you like political dramas. Mm. Because that's like yeah. that's like the pinnacle of what a political drama is. Right. I know. I don't. I don't remember. Were you I okay? Think I so just had so I, I have, much going on in my life at the time. I just got sidetracked from which it. Which is fine. Were you a really random question? Were you a big West Wing guy when that was on? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was just wondering. Neither. Neither was I. I was just wondering. I was going to ask you about it. Nope. West Wing was not my. Um. <clears throat> yeah. No. Grey's Anatomy was though. Really? No. <laughs> Come on. You got me. Come on. Like, why? Why? This is one of the worst shows ever. I never even watched uh, a single episode of that. I don't neither think Neither have I. Okay. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand the hype around Grey's Anatomy. And it's still going on today. I didn't understand still? that. I didn't. It this, was this a, a primetime show, and now it's a soap opera. There's a lot uh. of that. From 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 back then, I I didn't understand that. I never understood the hype around ER. Yeah, me either. That was another one that kind of baffled me back then. That why, why? George Clooney. That was General mm. Hospital, though. Same thing, though. No, that was ER. Was he on ER? I don't even. George know. Clooney and and what's his name? Just say what's oh, his whatever. name. Just just say what's his name. Yep. What's his name? <clears throat> sure. We're yeah. beating a dead horse now. <laughs> we are. We are. So I, I just want to say that I'm pretty sure we all agree that uh, why why Bruce Springsteen? Why? That yeah. This I, one too. I, why do they call the him the boss? <laughs> he is not the boss. He's not my boss. Not at all. He's not even like assistant. To the boss. I wouldn't listen to him if he was my boss. <laughs> no, he's he's more he's more like Toby. <laughs> <laughs> well, can we can we all agree why Elton John sings about Tony Danza? Well, why does he sing about Tony Danza? I mean, come on, he's Tony Danza. He's yeah, everywhere. He has, entire, he, he has an entire song for him. I know. Well, he he really liked him. He wanted to hold him closer. I don't understand this joke. Hold me closer, yeah, Tony I know, Danza. I know yeah, the okay. joke. I don't understand the joke. <laughs> Why? It's not it's, funny. It sounds like he's saying Tony Danza. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of songs with misheard lyrics. I mean, Blinded by the Light. I'm still trying to figure that one out. I mean, I understand what he's saying, but it doesn't sound like that. Nor does it even make any sense. What do you, anyway. what do you mean? What does he say? I don't care what you're saying. Revved up like a deuce? Okay. What do you think? What does it sound like he says? What? I don't, I don't okay. Know. No one's ever heard that? Okay, whatever. Anyway, there's a lot of songs with mis uh, misheard song lyrics. You see that guy who does that? He has a whole thing about it. There's a Stand Michael up. Jackson song that, yeah. that's, you know, apparently her burgers are the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just let me staple the vicar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, Bruce Springsteen, I mean... He's probably got some songs that are interesting, but I, I would say, yeah, this guy makes music, but the fact that he's called the boss, I mean, I guess it's much lower than the king of pop, or the king of rock and roll, but the boss, the boss of what? Yeah, but did he name himself the boss? Probably. Probably. That's the difference. Is I, don't, is I don't think Elvis named himself the king of rock and roll, and I don't think Michael Jackson named himself the king of pop. I think those are no. names given to him by the right. fans. So my assumption, is, my assumption is that Bruce Springsteen called himself the boss. Probably. That would be my guess. Probably. I agree with that. And then this. everybody just started doing it, and yeah, they didn't sure. know why, but they did it anyway. So it just kind of stayed there. I don't understand why people watch Leonardo DiCaprio films. Here we go. Yeah. Well, we go. but you're focusing on, on the older stuff. No. Okay. Name something new <laughs> that you're basing that on. Okay, maybe this is a personal thing for me, but <laughs> it, it, maybe this just speaks to my personality. I don't understand why some people want to judge based off of the past. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow is right. I don't wow. understand why some people want to judge <laughs> a, a, an, an actor or a director based off of what they did in their past or what they did in their early career. I don't well, understand this concept. Technically, technically everything is in the past, right? Even what you just said. I, so, your semantic argument right now isn't going to work, sir. Well... Technically, because the issue we're running into here is Ezra Miller. Yeah, he did those things in the past, technically. No, he's currently I mean, doing these things. I thought he stopped. I thought he said he was really sorry and he wouldn't do it again. He's currently doing these things. This is okay. current. This is not... When you is, he, is, he, is he literally right now breaking into somebody else's house? Oh my gosh, this goes along the lines of, like, I can't wait for this. Well, you have to. Well, of course we... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh you know what he is saying you know what i'm saying you know what i'm talking about i know but that's that's it's it's specifics you want to talk about how much time he has is, to pass no he for something is to move on. he is pointing the finger at me i am pointing the finger at him <laughs> why i am judging things based off of how i see actors in the past i can understand oh, okay 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 i can understand if i do that with one actor i can I'm sure if we hunt hard enough, we all do it to some degree. We're all every I'm not singling you out. We're all somewhat guilty of this. Whether it's whether it's people today who want to look at Marvel with glossy eyes saying that they can do no wrong, even though that right now they're doing wrong because 10, 15 years ago they were on top of the world. It's the same concept there. As I would point to you saying Leonardo DiCaprio was this heart. heart Heart, hot he was the throb, king of the world. Hot throb king of the world that you can't just for some reason just can't let go of. Like everybody's guilty of this to some degree, you know? And even 
me, there are certain, you know, film directors that I look at with rose tinted eyes that aren't doing the same job today. And I just can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to forget it. Like it's a, it's a, I, I recognize this behavior and it's something that I don't like. I personally want to change that about myself and I'm working on it. I just don't understand why it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and you immediately think of Titanic, what's eating Gilbert Grape or or what what was the uh, Romeo and Juliet. But you you fail to recognize Blood Diamond. It might be the same reason why you don't like Tom Cruise. No. I don't like Tom Cruise because of the whole action movie thing that I just spoke about. He's an action but star. And none he did, of his he did movies, Vanilla Sky. That wasn't an action that movie. That movie I actually do like. Oh, I've never seen it. You've he never seen Minority Vanilla Sky? You've never seen Vanilla Sky? No. You should watch Vanilla Sky. There was a big twist Sky. in that movie. There you was should, a you big should, twist in that movie. You should check out Vanilla Sky. I was very confused because there was also another person in there with the last name Cruz. And it wasn't, like, related. So it was just odd. They should, they should get... Um, Penelope Cruz, Tom Cruise, and Terry Cruz all together in one movie. Yes, but Penelope Cruz is spelled C R U Z. I and yeah, and Terry Cruz is I S E. And Terry Cruz is 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 C R E W S. So I think we should just get all of them together and just make a movie and just call it uh, Cruisin' or something and just have them all go on a road trip. No, no, no. Is Penelope Penelope Cruz still around? Last Probably. last I saw was Stranger Tides. She was in Stranger Tides. Yeah, really. She she was the the, the female character in on, Stra- in on Stranger Tides. I think Tides. to your I think to your point though, Will is <clears throat> we all do that even to people. You know, we, we we see an action over and over and over again, and then it gets ingrained in us, and it takes a while. That's why I'm saying, you know, I, I'm willing to to try things out and, and try new things. Mm-hmm. And I will give Catch Me If You Can. A try. You know, I started watching it. I'm about half an hour into it. And so far, all I can see is him playing Jack in Titanic. You've been watching it for like two and a half weeks. (laughs) Yep. I have, I've been, I have been dreading getting back into it again. Uh, See, now you got to start from the beginning. So you get the flow of it. Oh, are you taking notes of this one too? Oh yeah, he is. (laughs) Yeah, I am. Oh yeah, you better be. Oh, after I can't wait until after what's about to go down. <laughs> let's, let's, Lee, Lee's getting the worst end of this deal because he's doing. Oh, it's OK. Price. You know why? Because yesterday morning I spent as little time as I could going through it again and taking notes. And I'm just so happy it's done. And the only thing that's going to happen is recollection of that movie. I never have to view it again. <laughs> never again in my life. I am so excited. So you I know this makes no sense to anybody. An but th- oh, so when you hear boy. this. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. So for those of you who haven't heard our, our podcast on Passion in the Desert. Oh, it's coming. Buckle up. Buck- <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Buckle up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eat some paint. <laughs> Eat paint. Yeah. Just go ahead and bore a hole through your head with the power drill while you're at it. Better off. Ta-da! <laughs> that movie anyway. is... I, 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 I sat there the other night and I watched that movie again and I'm sitting there texting you guys going, because I was going to watch um, The yeah, Island that we keep talking about. And I'm like, I want to go to watch it. And on, on, our, on, the, on the thing, it was halfway watched. And so I, was like, I, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. I said somebody, that too. 
So, uh, mm, so maybe I forgot about our initial conversation about the island, but he knows. He knows how I feel about Michael Bay. Yep. And you <laughs> made me do this anyway. Absolutely. I didn't know until I threw it on and Michael Bay. Oh, this is a, oh, oh, it's a Michael Bay film? You didn't yes. know? No. <laughs> I had no idea until I was at it's work. It's a Michael Bay film? Yes, I was Absolutely. at work the other night and I threw it on and I'm like, all right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch this while I'm working. And Michael Bay's name showed up. I immediately <laughs> turned it off and I said, I can't do this right now. <laughs> I'm sure you told me. I probably just forgot. But I was just like, ah, oh, really? Mm-hmm. So you know what Bay? I don't get is why people judge movies based on the past of the directors of the movies they don't like. Michael Bay <laughs> has not done a good movie. <laughs> well, the thing I'm is, sorry. all the movies he doesn't Bad like Boys came out after fan- this. Bad Boys was a fantastic film. One. Mm-hmm. Exa- one. Say two or three. I said <laughs> one. Bad Boys. One. It was a one. fantastic film. One movie. Name Transformers. No- the first Transformers was a good film. The other four were stupid. The first one was decent. Oh, you didn't like the one that we saw, the one the, with the with the sword and the and the my dinosaurs. Daughter. It's my daughter. <laughs> hey, you can't talk to her like that. It's my daughter. I'm her father. <laughs> hey, hey, come back here. Come back. Michael Bay has a couple of good films. Mm. A couple. Mm. Back in the '90s, he did. I'm, Bad Boys was a fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You keep saying that same movie over and over again, man. <laughs> Transformers was a good film too. Mm-hmm. The first one, yeah. The first one. But the but the the, the whatever. We'll we'll talk more about Michael Bay when we get there. But anyway, are you guys pretty much spent with your? I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. We'll end on right. Michael Bay. Yeah. I don't understand mm-hmm. Michael Bay. Yeah. I. I can't believe I agree to that. <laughs> Hey, I didn't agree to Passion in the Desert yet. Here no, we are. No, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. But it's like what we we mm-hmm. all agreed. Okay, we're all gonna do this movie that we don't yes. like or that's stupid or and whatever like that. Exactly. And, and I have to do Top Gun. Chuck is doing Catch Me If You Can. You're doing Pat. And I th- I figured everything was fair. But then it's like no, the I I know Will hates Michael Bay, so I'm gonna make him do the island. <laughs> Imagine if Tom Cruise was in it too. That'd be perfect. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I don't understand why you didn't like Passion in the Desert. (laughs) 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 The look. So the look is so so he watches he watches the movie and he calls me and it's it's I said the same thing to both of you. He calls he calls me and he's I didn't even say hello. He didn't even say hello. I was like hello because I'm just waking up and he's like. Do you feel weird around your cat now? <laughs> and it's like, what are you talking about? Oh, feel, he called me. I feel I, really I go, weird around my cat now. My cat wanted me to pet her, and I was just like, no, no, go away. I was, like, <laughs> what are we? <laughs> Why? So he calls, he calls me, and I go, hello. He goes, I feel weird around my cat now. Thank you. And I'm like, okay. Did you know but what like, he was talking he, about, or were you lost? I knew exactly what he was talking about. I had about. no idea. I was like, like, what are you goes, talking I can't about? Believe, he goes, I can't believe you made me watch that movie. <laughs> the thing is, is... <laughs> <laughs> the part well, that gets me is I, 
I gave everybody a fair warning about that movie, and the part I don't understand is Will. You <laughs> immediately starts chose looking up. to go look it up and watch the movie on your own. You're like, I have to see this now. You. <laughs> I, I, I have no excuse. <laughs> I have no excuse at all. So no. I, I, I will say that. My, but if you tell me, hey, don't watch this. You're going to go watch I'm it. I'm probably going to go watch it. Especially don't think about you, pink elephants. Especially <laughs> if you sell it the way that you did. If you had just been like, oh, yeah, this movie is trash. Don't even bother. And you had just immediately moved on. I probably wouldn't have given a second thought. But you, like, harped on it for a good, like, five or ten minutes about how horrible this movie was. And by then I was sold. Like, that, that's the thing. I think I, I still adamantly believe that you did this on purpose. You subconsciously did this on purpose. You, 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 you were tired of suffering with this movie alone, and you just wanted company. I I am 100%. I, I don't believe you, sir. I'm sorry. You know what? That's fine. That's not what I was. I was actually trying to prevent each and every one of you from not watching. So when we do the podcast, I'm going to open it up with, if you're listening to this and you've never seen the movie, don't go back and watch the movie. It's you don't have to. Like it's that bad. It's now for me. It's just comical. Like with the responses you guys are giving me, I think it's I think it's hilarious. Unbelievable. The movie is unbelievable. <laughs> All right. Well, since these are going to be released at very different times, we don't even know. Let's uh, let's just end this conversation. And we will pick it back up either before this is released or after to discuss yeah, Passion yeah. in the Desert. Yeah. Yeah. With a full length conversation. With a full length conversation <laughs> and breakdown of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Right it's going to be a night. It's going to be a night. <laughs> Lee's going to. This is going to be a night where Passion in the Desert and I am going off on a Michael Bay movie. This is going to be something else. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a fun time. It was gonna be a super fun time. So I I, 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 I watched the first few moments of um the island and I already had a million questions. And it's a Michael Bay movie, so I am sure that half of those questions are not going to be answered. <laughs> oh no, they will be. <clears throat> mm-hmm. In the island too, which was never released. <laughs> In the sequel? No, it was called the Shutter sequel. Island. It was called what? Shutter Island. It was that was the, Shutter that Island. Was, <laughs> yes, that's the sequel. Did you ever watch Shutter that, Island, Chuck? That yeah, was a fantastic film, and I will say that DiCaprio was fantastic in that movie. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, well, well, uh, uh, but I liked um, what's his name? Ruffalo. Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. I thought he was fantastic in that film too. Yep. Yeah. Well then. Shutter Island, though, was a brilliantly written movie. I just, I'm. I like Shutter Island. Uh, okay, so if we're in Lee. The hide and seek game I could have done without in the little jail cell uh, where the guy comes running up. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Uh, Lee, if, if, if we were doing a tier list about Leonardo DiCaprio movies, mm-hmm. would you put Shutter Island closer to the top? Or closer to the bottom of his films. It depends on how many films we're we're looking at here. 
Um, there's, a, there's a lot of DiCaprio films I haven't seen, but I could guess based off of some of the older ones that I never watched um, that I would have this probably, you know, somewhere around the 70% range, like a 7 out of 10. Shutter Island, but then again, it's not really about his performance as much. I don't know. The movie itself was just written well. I would say the movie um, itself is well. His performance is what sells it, though. Yeah, true. I mean, again, I have. I don't think I've watched the movie in ten years. Above I mean, or below The Departed? Mm. The Departed had an entourage I, I, though that was massive. That it wasn't just focused around DiCaprio, which is what right. made it so good. Yeah, I'd I'd have to rewatch before I could really rate. Honestly, um, Shutter Island, I remember enjoying it um, and then being later on getting confused because the ending. So, wait, uh, well, no, no, the ending throws me off because I get it confused with the other movie with Inception. Is this the one where he drowned his family or something at the end or his wife did or something? Well, not the end. You find out at the oh, end. Yeah, you find out at the end. Well, the, between both that movies, and both, is the, both, is, both movies have dead families. Right, so that's why I get confused on which one's which. One of them but, was... But in, in, in Inception, it was his wife that killed their child. It was. In okay. Shutter Island, I think it was him who... I think there was an accident. Okay. He lost kind his of, mind. That, yeah, and he kind of lost his mind. Okay, see, that's why I'm getting very confused about it. I don't know which one's into, which. And he yeah. goes into... He thinks he's a detective trying to figure out who actually killed his well, family. Well, he right. I remember that. <clears throat> He was a detective, and they just kind of let right, him he run was... with that run with that delusion, right? Mm. Yeah, that's worth a rewatch. It's been a long Shutter, time. Shutter Island, Shutter Island is Shutter Island is towards the top. <clears throat> I would not say it's his best performance. No, that's what I was saying. It's, I'd say it's more around like the seventy seventy five percent, um, from what I recall. But it's again, it's it's very vague. Well, I, would I remember say like, enjoying you... the movie, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. He's really Wolf great of in. Wall Street is um, like the Wolf of Wall Street. The Revenant. Yeah, I didn't see the Revenant yet. Yeah, I want Django to. Unchained. Uh, Django Unchained. He was amazing. He in is that. phenomenal. And I, I mean, and it's not just because he like rolled with the with the smashing of the glass in his hand. Yeah, and Chuck, then, do you know about that? No. So there's a scene so, in yeah. um. I Django seen Unchained, where he's going on this tirade about his business and whatever. He's and a he's plantation being, owner. He's a plantation owner, and he's going on this long spiel about how um, the, 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 the people who are sitting at his table are trying to screw him over out of money and out of some slaves or whatever and just trying to take him for a ride. And he smashes a, a wine bottle or a beer bottle. It's a wine glass. And he cuts his hand. Yeah. He legit cuts his hand, and he doesn't sell it. He just rolls with it, completely improv that moment and like it wasn't written into the script it wasn't planned it wasn't fake blood like it legit happened and he just rolled with it and he was bleeding it was fan and then and then he then he went even further with it and rubbed it on an act another actor's face yeah remember he went like he just he made it part of his sick disgusting character it was amazing like i mean that's Weird to say, like, the sick, disgusting thing, but he did it, and it was like, whoa, that made that whole scene. Yeah. So that's what kind of blew my mind about about his acting. Like, that was, the, I think that was the turning point for me when I was like, I don't think he can go back at this that's point. He's one really... of those, that was one of those moments where, and I never thought in a million years that I would say this, that's one of those moments where I said, there's no way Tarantino would have been able to write that scene better than Leonardo DiCaprio performed it. Right. No right. way. It was Agreed. fantastic. Fantastic. 
I gotta come to a point then where maybe I can enjoy the movie even though he's in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just pretend it's Steakums, you know, and, and just, you know, go really low expectations. <laughs> It'll taste better. Steakums. I always, when, usually when it's DiCaprio, I go in with low expectations. But The Revenant, <laughs> though, I, I hear that that is a, I haven't watched it yet, but I hear that that is a, just a fantastically shot movie. Like Yeah, that was, was all natural shot. lighting, all right? All natural lighting. Yeah, that's cool. All natural You don't see lighting. that anymore. It's ever, ever at all crazy i think they used um so back what was it 75 or 70 some some 75 i think so quentin um quentin tarantino so uh stanley kubrick did a movie in 75 or 76 called barry linden and there was a special lens made for him to make a scene in that movie where it was all natural lighting but it was candlelight and mm. it's not it's not a movie i would recommend to anybody the story isn't particularly interesting it's actually kind of boring but it's one of those movies that a film student would watch and just marvel at what you know Kubrick was able to accomplish with the natural lighting of that film and the way that it's shot and the photography and the filmography of it, right? I think that same lens was used in a lot of the scenes in The Revenant, which is why that movie is so breathtakingly beautiful. So there, there is that. I will say that. I'm not 100% on this, though, so don't hold me to this, but it's definitely interesting. But anyways. I just don't understand why I can't like Leonardo DiCaprio. But you, you can. It's okay for you to not like Tom Cruise. Well, because we're one is subjective and one is objective. Tom Cruise movies are objectively bad. No, <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm 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 I'm joking. I think my oh, whole thing well. is I just the action thing. I can't. I, you gotta hook me. I need a story. I need a good story. And you need action to be intertwined into the story. Not even. I can watch a movie. What I'm saying is you need story to, you need the story to be first and the action to be second, not other way around. Very true. Right. So if it's a good storyline and it has action in it, you're fine with it. If it's action for the sake of action and they miss out on the story, then you're lost. Yeah, yeah, probably. I agree with that. I agree. Except for like the you know, the old, like, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all those actors. Sure. Those are just there for action. Those are fun. So, so. Lee has given us the uh, go-home. He's done. I got, I got, I got kids to you take care of. You got kids to take care of. <laughs> so we're going to end it. We're done. That's the right, end guys. of the spiel. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye-bye. Adios. Bye. Across the nation, a chance for folks to meet.